Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Statline Podcast. I am Jordan, your host, and we are getting into some predictions. Predictions for the upcoming 75th uh, year of the NBA, the 2021-2022 NBA season. So let's get into it. Again, if you have any questions during the episode or on things happening around the league, please don't hesitate to email me at statline.podcast at gmail.com and I'll answer your questions here on the show. Let's get into predictions. One of my favorite things to do throughout the season, but especially at the start of the season, let's have a look at some awards. Let's get it straight, straight into it. So we're going to go start with sixth, Man of the Year. Now, with each of these awards, I'm going to give roughly five players that I think are going to be in the race, and then obviously one overall winner. So the Sixth Man of the Year award normally goes to a guy that puts up points. Uh, I think we saw that really evident last year between the two jazz players, Joe Ingles and Jordan Clarkson. Joe Ingles, I think, was a lot more impactful for that team, but Jordan Clarkson averaged almost 20 a game, which is big for a guy coming off the bench, but they like to favor that. So with that in mind, I have nominated Derek Rose, the savvy Derek Rose, Kevin Herter from Atlanta Hawks, Tyler Hero, Jalen Brunson, Patty Mills, and I've added a sixth, and Joe Ingles. Okay, sixth man, six players, why not? So, Derek Rose's case is simple. Last year, I think he was top three in votes for memory, and he lights it up. He is their main player off the bench there at the Knicks. He brings a lot of, obviously, experience, MVP-level experience. He's a savvy scorer. He's improved his three-point shot, and... He's the guy that it seems like Tibbs turns to when he needs someone to score or just calm down the game and control it. It seems like him and Randall, Rose and Randall, are the main guys. Now, yes, they've added some extra depth. They're going to be deeper, but I still think Rose puts up nice numbers. I'd love to see Derek Rose win sixth man of the year. All right, going to Kevin Herter. Look, again, just a scorer, a young scorer off the Atlanta bench. They are a deep team, deep, deep, deep team. And I think Herder does control the bench, especially when it comes to his sharpshooting and his all-round scoring ability. He's turned himself into a nice little player. I do think what will help Kevin Herder as well is he's going to play quite a few minutes with the starters. So he's going to be their sixth man, but he'll play a lot with the starters uh, and into the fourth quarter as well, I believe. So Herder has a good opportunity there. Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero needs to be a sixth man candidate for this Heat team. So Miami Heat, they went all in. They've made some big moves, but they they still need these young players like Hero and Robinson that they've had there to keep making that leap. Okay, Tyler Hero has been a little inconsistent, especially last year where a lot of people had him pegged to have a massive year. He was quite inconsistent. Tyler Hero, Hero, you need to be the hero for the Heat. And if you're not, I think the Heat, not struggle, but just won't reach the potential. 
Jalen Brunson was a guy that was in a little bit of discussion last year. He made a massive jump for the Mavs. And with this Mavs team that I think didn't make as many moves as they needed to for them to take a leap into contention level or even improve where they did last year, Jalen Brunson needs to make a big jump. He controls the ball nicely. I think he scores nicely. I don't think he's going to score as much as a couple of these other guys, but his assists are high. He's a good defensive presence, and he's a great all-round player, and I do think he keeps getting better. Paddy Mills, Paddy Mills, what else can you say? Bronze medalist, Paddy Mills. Delicious, most beautiful stroke. He's He's got the package to be that sixth man on this Nets team. That is needing someone to step up on that bench. You look at the guys that they've got. They've got the Kevin Durant, the James Harden, Kyrie, who knows what's happening, Irving. They've got all the other guys. They've got Joe Harris shooting as their starting shooting guard. They've got a big team. They need someone to take control of that bench. And it seems like they brought Paddy in for that reason. Paddy, be our guy that we need. Paddy, do what you do at the Olympics. If Kyrie doesn't play, James Harden gets injured, Paddy could slot himself into the starting rotation for a bit. He's going to be their sixth man, and I think he's going to have a good case, especially if the Nets finish number one, like I'm guessing, saying that they are. My prediction is that they do finish number one. Joe Ingles, had to add Joe Ingles into it because I think the Utah Jazz are going to be just as good. I don't think Jordan Clarkson will be as efficient and prolific scorer that he was last season, but I think Joe Ingles stays the same, if not a little bit better in the scoring department, which will help him and help his case. And if he does that and the Jazz are just as good, he'll have a massive case because he missed out last year. My pick for sixth man of the year for this up-and-coming season is none other than Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose, I've gone for, I guess, a heart pick. This is someone I'd love to see win it. Derrick, someone to win MVP and sixth man after the injuries he's had. And I just think he needs to for this New York team to be that top five-ish in the East team. Moving on to Coach of the Year. Coach of the Year, got a few candidates. Frank Vogel, Vogel from the Lakers. I do predict the Lakers being up top two, top three in the West. And it's all about wins. Well, not all about, but a lot about wins for Coach of the Year. Often, if you're going to finish number one or number two in your conference, you've made a jump, or you're number one and you're clearly number one, you're most likely going to win this award. Frank Vocal will be up there. Quint Snyder, the snub of last year. I thought Quint Snyder could have won, maybe should have won Coach of the Year last year. I think if the Jazz are up there again, everyone just recognizes that he's well and truly earned it. Steve Nash, again, he's in there because I just think Brooklyn's going to be very, very good, super talented, and Steve Nash is going to be heading up that team so as head coach. So I think he's going to have a big claim for it. He's going to have those guys playing nicely together. My two dark horses, Chauncey Billups of the Portland Trailblazers. I do predict the Blazers take a big jump this year. And if that is the case, Chauncey will have a massive claim, especially the defense of Portland and helping that. And 
my dark, 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 dark horse is Billy Donovan. Yes, that's right, Billy Donovan. I bagged him out earlier episode when I spoke about the Bulls. But if the Bulls click and play super well together and gel and mesh and the top four in the East say, I can easily see everyone falling in love with Billy, the kid, Donovan, falling in love with the fact that the Chicago Bulls are back and giving him that award. Let's have a look at most improved. Now, this is an award that is so hard to predict. So hard to predict. So you look at you look at players that are maybe third year in their career and have an opportunity to take a leap, maybe are filling starting a new starting role. Someone's gone and they're filling that role, or kind of similar, where a team has kind of traded away some guys or are hitting the reset button and someone's given the chance to go from you know 15 minutes a game to 35 minutes a game. So with that being said, I have a few candidates for you. OG Ananobi from the Toronto Raptors is set and probably one of the favorites, if not the favorite for this award. I do like he is in that situation where he is about to jump from 20 minutes a game to 30 minutes a game. He has shown that he definitely has the talent it's just how does he go doing that night in, night out. I have an interesting one for you. Kuzma. Yes, you all probably think I'm crazy right now, but Carl Kuzma goes into a situation where he is going to get a chance to actually play more minutes, help this team that isn't a playoff team, but possibly push for a playoff position. And if he takes a big jump in not just points, but just defensively, some rebounds, some assists, active hands, maybe get a steal or two, he will be in that conversation. Darius Baisley, the OKC power forward, small forward combo wing, nice player. And I do think OKC is going to have a few of their young guys take another leap this year, and I think Baisley is set for one of those leaps. Keldon Johnson, Keldon Johnson from the San Antonio Spurs, another favorite for this award, coming off the Olympics, having that experience and confidence and growth from that, and this Spurs team that is rebuilding, he's going to get a lot of opportunity, and I look to him for making that jump. And RJ Barrett from the New York Knicks, I think he's set for a very nice year, and they need someone to step up and be that main star next to Julius Randle. Now, you have Kimber Walker there that I think is going to be really nice as well, but I look for RJ to have a very efficient year, which hasn't been the case in the last few years. Efficiency hasn't been his strongest suit. The winner for Most Improved in this early predictions episode of the Statline Podcast is... Kuzma! That's right, Kuzma! Ah, oh, get on the Kuz train! Kuzma! Why not give it to Kuz? I think he's got an opportunity there. It's just whether or not he takes it. <laughs> but I'm going to give it to him. Most improved, hard award to guess. I'm going to go Kyle Kuzma. Why not? Alright, we're going to pause the awards because we've got the main awards kind of to look at still. We've got MVP, Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player. I like Defensive Player. So we're going to go into most disappointing team slash player of the season. So I have 
three. I have a one, I have a two, and I have a three. So let's start at the three. And it's only a small shout-out, and it is the Celtics, the Boston Celtics. And the only reason why I think they're going to be a little disappointing is just because they aren't going to be a top four, top five side in the East. I think they're going to be in the play-in, which for the Celtics team, which a couple of years ago had all the draft picks, had all the talent, just should have been a more consistent Eastern Conference finalist slash champs kind of team and they just I don't think they are but they're still going to be nice so I'm not like but I just I think that they come in third they come in third for me coming into second closely second first and second was very very close is the Pelicans New Orleans Pelicans and Zion Zion as a player and the Pelicans as a franchise as a team I think both are going to be disappointing Zion's already semi out with injury we don't know how long he's going to be back. I actually think it's going to be a pesky injury, which causes him to miss a lot of the season. I think he just isn't focused enough. He's meant to be this massive star, and he still is a star, and he's still everyone's excited to see him, and he is exciting to watch. But he's not he's not focused to actually get a team to the playoffs. He's not focused to try and build a team to win a championship. He seemingly likes to party a little much and likes 7-Up a little much. He just needs to, yeah, he doesn't look great coming into camp. He looks bigger, but not necessarily a good bigger. And the Pelicans in general, their moves this offseason, getting rid of ball, as well as a couple other moves, just didn't make sense. I feel sorry for Brendan Ingram in this situation because I really like Brendan Ingram's game. But I think... The Pelicans are going to flunk once again, and Zion. And the winners of the most disappointing team slash player is the Dallas Mavericks. That's right. The Dallas Mavericks are where a lot of people are high on them. And they've got Luka and Porzingis and not much else. And the new head coach, Jason Kidd. Here's my breakdown. I don't think Kidd's the head coach that they think he could be or will be. I don't think Paul Zingas has another like big all-star season. He might have an okay season, but it's not what they need. They need him to be an all-star level player next to Luka. And in general, the Mavs kind of went nowhere in this offseason, and I think they're in the play-in and struggling in the play- play-in. They'll get through probably the play-in, but maybe not. I just, I don't, I think the Mavs are going to be super disappointing for a team that a lot of people are excited about. I look to the Mavs as just not, it's not working. It's not going to work. Let's have a look at surprise playoff teams in the East and the West. Now, this isn't necessarily teams that go from not being in the playoffs to being in the playoffs for me. This is teams that maybe just surprise where they finish the season and how they go in the playoffs. In the East, I have the Chicago Bulls. That's right, the Chicago Bulls. I do think... It may take a little while for them to get used to each other, but once they get used to each other in an East that is more competitive, I still think they have enough to push, and especially come playoffs, if they are prepared, they are going to do well. And none other than the Portland Trailblazers of the West. I see them taking a massive jump. They were the second worst defense last year, They were terrible. I think that improves to top 20, maybe even top 15. 
Their offense is already going to be top five, and you add those two things together, and you're going to see success. I think Chauncey Billups has a massive impact on this Blazers-led, Lillard-led Blazers team. New All-Stars. Got a different one for you. Some, some new All-Stars. Who are we looking for a new All-Star appearance? I have a couple. I have four. Five. I have five. I have five possibilities. First of all, I have DeAndre Ayton. The way he played the finals last season, he showed a lot. I think DeAndre Ayton is exciting. I think he's taking that next step. And he did so massively in the playoffs last season. I think that continues in this season. Lonzo Ball of the Chicago Bulls. If the Chicago Bulls are going to be that team that is massive and successful, I think Lonzo Ball has a massive influence on that and has a stake to throw himself into the NBA All-Star conversation. Michael Porter Jr., for this Nuggets team that is missing one of their stars in Jamal Murray, someone has to step up for that Nuggets team to be next to Jokic. And if that is to happen, I think Michael Porter Jr. has to have an all-star type start to the season. LaMelo Ball. That's right, LaMelo Ball, the second-year player out of Charlotte. I think he is ready to take another leap. He was the rookie of the year last year. I do like the idea of uh, the Rookie of the Year or one of the top rookies from the previous year possibly taking a jump, and everyone loves this guy. He showed so much. He's flashy. He has the long assist. He has the the behind-the-back assist. He has the poster dunks. He has the nice step-back threes. I think the Hornets do okay this season, and I have him getting a lot of votes and being up there to... Possibly have his first All-Star appearance. And lastly, CJ McCollum. That's right, CJ McCollum, Damian Lillard, finally gets an All-Star partner. And if the Portland Trailblazers are to take that jump that I am going to predict, then you need another All-Star next to you. And I think that is CJ. Before his injury last year, the first 15 games of the season, he was averaging 27 points a game, 5 assists a game, shooting 44% from three and 48% from the field. There's some nice all-star numbers for you right there. So let's 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 see, let's see. All right, I now let's have a look at the season, season standings. Season standings for the year. In the East, starting at 15, I have the Magic. 14. Look, the Magic are terrible. They have no one. That's why... I, yeah, that's why I got a guy, a rookie, that might be a dark horse for Rookie of the Year. The Pistons, with the number one pick, Cade Cunningham. Pistons at 14th. They don't have much going for them either, except for the fact that they are rebuilding. 13th, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the team that probably has no idea what they're doing, or it seems like they have no idea the most. Coming in at 12th, we have the Washington Wizards. Washington Wizards. 11th, we have the Raptors. I think missing Siakam is going to be massive for them when it comes to wins. And also, no Lowry there. They're on a bit of a reset. Then coming in into the plane. So the plane. Who will be in the plane from 7 to 10? Coming in 10th, the Indiana Pacers. The Indiana Pacers, I don't think they quite get it all right, but are in the plane. Coming in 9th, I have the Charlotte Hornets. They're going to be annoying to play in the plane. 
Eighth, I have the Boston Celtics. That's right, the Boston Celtics. I think they struggle a bit this year, uh, and it takes a bit for them to get used to each other. And the East is deeper than it's ever been, for a while anyway. Seven, coming in at seven, the last spot in the plane is the New York Knicks. The New York Knicks. Going to be a tough one. The New York, New York Knicks don't want to be in the plane, but I think that's what happens. Coming into the top six, we have Atlanta Hawks. I think the Hawks are getting a bit too much rap. They're going to be a good team, but I don't think a top four, top five team. Coming in fifth, I have the Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bulls coming in fifth. This was a tough one. Fifth and fourth, super close for me. Coming in the top four is the 76ers. I think Embiid has a monster year. Once they can finally get past this Simmons debacle, they are going to be a good team. So fourth for the Philadelphia 76ers. Coming in at third, I have the Miami Heat. Miami Heat are going to be nice. Don't fool yourself on that. Top two. A little bit of a controversy here. I have the Bucks coming in second. That's right. Bucks coming in second and the Nets coming in first. And the only reason why I split the two is I do think the Bucks are more focused on championships rather than the number one seed. Previous to this, the number one seed was massive for them. Uh, but now that they've got a championship, that's what their focus is. So if they do have any niggles, I see guys resting. I see them just making sure that they have set for the playoffs. And the Nets, same with them, but they have a little bit more depth, I think, all round, and a little bit more to prove. In the West, I have 15th, the Rockets, rebuild. 14th, OKC, rebuild. 13th, the most second... Maybe tied first most lost team in the NBA, Timberwolves. 12th, the pesky Spurs. Even though they're on a rebuild, they're going to be annoying. The 11th team is the Sacramento Kings. Get rid of your coach. Now, playing. Let's have a look. 10th, I have the Pelicans. Pelicans in 10th. Maybe... Upon reflection right now, maybe I slot the Kings into the playoff and the Pels down because I do think the Pels are going to be disappointing. But the Pels, Brandon Ingram will take him to the 10th seed. Coming in at 9, the Grizzlies, Memphis Grizzlies. Number 8, the Dallas Mavs. Dallas Mavs versus, Dallas Mavs versus Memphis Grizzlies in the first playing spot. It's going to be awesome game to watch. Coming in at 7 is the Clippers. That's right. The Los Angeles Clippers. They're going to struggle without the Kawhi. I think Paul George has a good season, but they're not deep. They're not that strong, especially without Kawhi. So I think they're going to struggle. Coming in at six, I have the Denver Nuggets. Again, going to struggle a little bit, especially at the start of the season without Jamal. But they're still a good side. Coming in at fifth, the Warriors. That's right, the Golden State Warriors. They're going to be a very good team this year. Don't fool yourselves. Coming in at the Four, the top four. Now, I couldn't put the Warriors in the top four because the top four is loaded. Is the Phoenix Suns. That's right, the Phoenix Suns. How dare you say the Phoenix Suns fans. How dare you, says the NBA. The Suns, come on. Fourth. Just, I'm not going to say any more. Fourth. Coming in at third, the Trailblazers. The Portland Trailblazers. Again, offense, great. Defense is going to pick up. Third. Number... Two, number two, the Utah Jazz, the Utah Jazz. And number one, the Los Angeles Lakers. That's right, you have Russell Westbrook. 
who is going to be consistent all season. You've got to give it to him. He's a great in-season player, and I think that he helps this already very strong yet old Lakers team get the number one seed in the West. Going back to our predictions, going back to our predictions, we have a couple left. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. For the Defensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, I have the winner being not yet. Come on. Rudy Gobert is one of the uh, definite contenders of Eiffel Tower. He's a favorite. He's already won it a couple of times. Yantas Antetokounmpo. Why not win everything? Why not win everything? He's he's just a gun. That's that's all. Embiid, John Embiid, I think he was in that conversation a bit last year, missed a few too many games. He's going to have to do everything for that Philadelphia team. And two little dark horses for you. Lou Dort of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yes, they're going to be a terrible team, but Lou Dort's defense is undeniable, and I really like Lou Dort. And the other Chicago Bull member, future All-Star, Lonzo Ball. That's right, Lonzo Ball, I think, is going to have a big case for this award. And the winner is none other than Lonzo Ball. That's right, Giannis ain't going to win it because he's going to be too busy winning MVP, possibly. Possibly. Two, Embiid does have a couple of injuries. Not enough. Maybe more MVP as well. Rudy Gobert, they don't want to give it to him again. Lou Dort's on a too terrible team. Lonzo Ball is that guy. Now, moving on. Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year. This is a loaded draft class. We have Cade Cunningham, the number one pick. We have Jalen Green, the number two pick. We have Jalen Suggs, the number five pick. We have Trey Murphy as a bit of a dark horse, the 17th pick. We have Josh Giddy, the number six pick, Ozzy. And Scotty Barnes, the number five pick. I think, yes, five pick. Jalen Suggs was four. My bad. And the winner of this loaded rookie year is the dark horse, Jalen Suggs. That's right, Jalen Suggs. Why? Orlando's terrible. They need someone to score. Terrence Ross may be their best player, except for Jalen Suggs. And I think he outplays, considering... The other two's, Cade Cunningham and Jalen Green, so favoured. I think Jalen Suggs beats him out. Why not? Now to the one we've all been waiting for. MVP. 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 That's right, that's right. Every home crowd chants their homeboy MVP. But this year, the top five comes down to Joel Embiid for the Philadelphia 76ers. Kevin Durant of the Brooklyn Nets. Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors. Giannis Antetokounmpo of the Milwaukee Bucks. Damian Lillard of the Portland Trailblazers. And the Seeky, number six, just because I wanted to add him, Paul George. Paul George, big year, not going to be win it. Giannis, massive year, not going to win it. Joel Embiid, big year, little hurt. Team doesn't do as well, not in it. That leaves three. KD, Curry, Lillard. Curry, not in it. Why? They just aren't quite good enough. KD, Lillard, who gets it? And I crown this year's MVP to 
Damien Lillard. Dame Dalla, Dame Dame Dalla, Dame Dalla, Dame Dalla, Dalla, Dame Dalla. Why? They picked the number three seed up, maybe even the number two. They have a massive year. Lillard has a massive year. He's been fighting his whole career, and there's the story there. He's been fighting. No all-star. Been so close. Had the one head coach. New head coach. Decides to stay with Portland. Shouldn't have stayed. Why did he stay? Oh, they're not going to win. Suddenly they start winning. Suddenly start more wins. More wins. More wins. Wait, Chauncey's awesome. Wait, Damian Lillard's awesome. Wait, Nurkic is awesome. Wait, CJ's awesome. Wait, this team's awesome. Wait, what? 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 Daniel Lillard, MVP, enough said, episode over, see you next week. As always, delicious, delicious, delicious.